five. This is sort of like when um, you know a street has been named and numbered, yep. and they sell a lot, and they have to make a house. You know, one eighty-one and a half. Have you ever seen that? Oh yes, I have seen that. Yeah, that's what this is. This podcast. Yes, kind of inserting it in between podcasts. My name is Michael Rosso, and this is Film Photography Podcast, episode one eighty-four point five. I figure we're trying start eight one eighty-four point five. I just figure we're, we're trying a lot of different things this year. This yeah. is the year. I mean, it was uh, always like every two weeks podcast that would take our breaks, but we've been like kind of shoehorning up extra episodes in. Yeah. Um, only because of the enthusiasm. Yes. Only because there's so much information yes. that you're enthusiastic about. I'm here with John Fideli hey, hey, hey. and Mark Dalzell. Hey, uh. And first up, I want to talk about a misspelling on our website. <gasps> oh, boy. That was pointed out by uh, a uh, very well-respected film photographer. photographer. So I was just, I just came in. It was just do-to-do. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you, you know, say checking my emails. Minding my own business. And I received a email from Elliot Landy who just said, uh, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, I just noticed that you have a misspelling on subscribe on your home homepage. What did you spell it as? S U B subscribe, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, subscribe. It took a good 6-8 months to build a new FPP website, and in that process, it's just a frenzy. Yeah. to to, to Bring everything over from the old website to the new website, and I'm actually surprised. You know, there aren't more misspellings, or may- maybe there are. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. So I thanked Elliot Landy, and then uh, I noticed his email address was uh, Landy 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 Land Vision dot com. Oh, Vision. So I went to LandyVision dot com, and I was like. That's how it was. Like, you just picture my face and my jaw just open, like. <laughs> so, this man, Elliot Landy, shot Janice Joplin, Jim Morrison, all the iconic mm. album covers for the. The band. The band. The band. Some Van Morrison stuff. Yep. Jim Morrison. Yes, Jim Morrison. Every Morrison that was doing anything in the 60s. So I sent him an email back. I said, uh, Elliot, thank, you know, thanks again. And, uh, and then I included, as a pun, uh, the um, Wayne's World. The two guys, they're like, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Uh-huh. I said, we're not worthy. And then he emailed me back and said, which I thought was awesome. That's where this quote comes from. Oh, okay. He says, we all have a part in it. You know, film photography. Right. I've done some really good photos and keep doing more, but I've never done what you all have done on the web, creating a large site to inform and serve people's needs, to help them create what they wish. And then I thought, wow, that's really cool. Very inspiring words. Yeah, because we supply the tools. And that's what the FPP online store is. I never think of it as a retail store. I never think of it as a store. I think of FPP as this big group. Hmm. So you listening at home, I'm no different than you. You know, you're you're definitely more accomplished than me. You know, I've been sput I've been sputtering along since college. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say with John. 
Yeah. Either I'm in tow or John's in tow, sputtering along, you know, on the set of Ghoul School, shooting 16, and always just trying to do the best we can. Right. Well accomplished? Mm. So when well, I see... we try hard. We try hard. So when I see Elliot Landy, I'm like, wow, you know... A lot of folks who are either going to our website or listening to the podcast or buying something from the FPP online store, you know, it's just fulfilling a need It's for everyone to create. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't have any, I don't have any or when it's suggested to, I usually turn it down of contests yeah. because I don't like photo contests because I don't want to be put in a position of judging anyone's work because... You know, as a as a member of Flickr, I'm seeing a lot of photography every day. And what I like, you may not like. It's true. It's what very I subjective. like, Mark Dalzell may not like. I like grindy uh, lens flare, odd angle, super wide angle. But someone else may like a beautifully, properly developed, beautiful print mm-hmm. of a tree. Right. Sounds to me like you're just scared. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elliot Landy, thanks so much. Uh, it's um, it's nice to feel appreciated and nice to know that what we're doing here at the FPP is really, we're serving the need. Exactly. And that's what makes the podcast continue. When the day comes when it's not necessary, mm. when it's seriously not needed, then that'll be the end. It's sort of like what I was doing with independent cinema, you know, with DVDs and all that stuff. It's like, that's kind of over because it, it's over. Yeah. There's just not a There's not a need Right. With so many new companies and so many platforms and so it used to be back in the 90s that you know you'd make a, a film you know whether you're shooting on 16 millimeter or shooting on video there was no very difficult to get distribution but now mm-hmm. I was just telling uh to John over lunch thanks for the uh sandwich John uh. <laughs> that if you make your own film you just go you just go to amazon.com and you just open up an account called Amazon Video mm. Direct and you upload your own movie to Amazon and that that's what the angry video game nerd is doing. Yeah. He's the guy who looks like Mark or Mark looks like him, I don't know which guy is older. If, if someone probably me. If someone looks like someone, I always default to, well, who's older? Well, They'll be like, "No, no, no, no. He looks like you." That makes sense cuz he was there first. So he has his videos on YouTube, but now he's starting to put his content on Amazon.com. The world has changed. So yeah. the point. What's, what's the difference with? So what's the deal with putting it on Amazon? It's just their version. Let's of say YouTube. you. Let's yeah. say you and your your pal John. You get money. I mean, I understand uploading make, videos, but let's say you want to make a, a short film or a feature film. Right. I mean, you could make a film called Mark Dalzell's Crab Fest. Okay, I understand all this part. Now, fast forward. So why wouldn't I put it on Vimeo or YouTube? What do you, what's the difference with Amazon? I, I, I never what's heard of this. What's the benefit for having it on Amazon oh, as opposed because to Because so many millions of people use Amazon Prime that many more people have access, immediate access. Oh, this is to buy. So to you, can, your you can movie. post your movie and say, I want two bucks. Or put it, make it available as Prime so any Prime members can... Watch it for free, but then you get paid, you know, a shekel. Oh, I've never heard of this thing. Shekel. I didn't realize yeah. that was a thing. Most people don't know this. So when I get approached from independent filmmakers, usually making some lurid horror film, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't really feel I have a part in that anymore because no one buys DVDs. If you're mm-hmm. under the age of 20, 
kids don't even know what a DVD is. Yeah. I mean, maybe your kids know because we're all like Luddites. My kids only know because I throw them at them when they're bad. VHS, DVD. I mean, it's non-existent. So if you make a movie, you just distribute it yourself. It's amazing how things progress. Like Blu-ray came and went so quickly. Like it just, the idea of buying a piece of plastic and bringing it home to watch it. Extinct. Great. Terrific. Wonderful. Great. Moving ahead, moving forward, as long as there's a need, I will be part of it. And it's good to know that you're helping people on the professional level and the amateur level as well. Everybody's welcome here. That's right. And there's something for everybody at the store. Right. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Lately, it's been kind of a craze with, you know, grab your fi- shoot your film and process it yourself. Take complete control of your film photography, which... Mm-hmm. We have all done, except for you, John. You should start selling scanners. That's the next thing you need to have on the site. FPP scanners. Yeah. (laughs) It automatically scans picture John. Only if you can get a uh, David Cronenborg edition of (laughs) scanner. As it's scanning. Every time he scans, it blows up. You have to keep on buying a new one. (laughs) Another quick letter. What do you got? Um... From Alan Smithy, you want to read that one? Sure. And this is directed at Mark. Listen to him groaning because somebody knows a little bit more than than Mark for once. <laughs> no, that's not what I took away from that. No, what is it? Just busting well, your. Read chops. the letter. Okay, here it goes. Here's the message. I don't know why you are unable to find information on the Crown Graphic Cal CalArt Focus Spot. Everything you need to know about Speed Crown Graphics is here, hat, and he lists the website. Only took about 0.5 second Google search. Oh, okay. So we're talking about uh, an, a few episodes ago, Mark had his Crown Graphic and... On he the figured ra- out a function. On the rangefinder, it took a battery and it had like a laser. <laughs> pretty cool. Laser pointer that... Hey, man. Oh, Aunt Linda's on the phone. <gasps> Aunt Justin's L- telling me Aunt Linda's on the phone. I'm oh, that's sad. a real person? I'm sad that I can't pipe her into the show. Uh, tell her to call your cell phone. N- no, I don't want to do that. Uh, tell her I am tied up. He's in a meeting. And I will call her back. Aunt Linda, of course, is the 110 shooter. Yeah. When you get time, order me some 110 film. I'm not ready to give up my old camera yet. Okay, see you someday. Yeah, yeah. That's mom Linda. So, they're on your rangefinder, you found a laser that actually, you know... It's not a laser. It's not actually a laser, but it's basically a light beam. it's a laser. A light beam that helps you focus in the dark. Yes. It's a heated coil or so, a lit coil. This sure. guy is a troll, Alan Smithy. Super troll. Because I emailed him back and just bounced. But that's not all, Mark. And by the way, oh, we're not... I got more hate mail? We're not... Ha- <laughs> no one's hammering on you. It's just, no. you know, it's discovery. It's just like, look... When we talk about things on the FPP, sometimes it's like we're discovering for ourselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's no... So back there's no off, sh- man. There's no shame in this. This is from Brian Reynolds. Well, no, no, no. I want to I want to answer Wait. Alan Smithy's email. Okay, go ahead. First of all, he yeah. said, uh, <laughs> it took me half a second to Google it, everything you need to know. Yeah. All it says on that site is, quote... It has a red button on the side which causes the rangefinder to project two beams of light, much like the CalArt focus spot. Period. That's all it says. That didn't explain to me how to use it. but Or where the battery Or is. how to make it work. Uh, so, well, okay. that's all I'm saying is that 100%. I couldn't find any you step-by-step that, information as to how to use it. It was only because I happened to be standing in a dark room and pushed the button oh, that the okay. light went on and I realized, like, oh, oh, I see. It's two, two lights. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. So, next. Okay. 
Next guy. Next complaint. Oh, so by the way, we're, we're talking about the crown graphic. I should be as detailed as possible. Ground, crown graphic is a 4x5 camera that, it's, that you, know, you open up the back and you have to focus, but it has an awesome range finder on the side so you can shoot fast. And that's what we're talking uh-huh. about. It has a rangefinder on the side if it's 1954 or earlier. It's a press camera. And, then, and 1955 or later has the rangefinder on top that has the laser guidance system. And when we talk about a press camera, we actually mean press, meaning... You push it. Jimmy you push Olsen. It. it into the ground. No, press. The guy has uh, that fedora with a little thing that says press. For the news. You run out. You have to, it. It's like Mrs. O'Grady got hit by a trolley car on 54th Street. I'm you, on it, chief. Right. You got to run down there. Shoot the shot with the rangefinder mm-hmm. yeah. because you don't have time to open up the back of the camera. Yeah. It has a handle on the side. You don't have time to find your own ranges. And the big stick with the flash. You know, it took a big flash bulb, number 25. Yeah, see? Jimmy Olsen would shoot the damn picture, or Peter Parker, whatever his name is. <laughs> and then he would run back to yeah. the office, into the dark room, <laughs> and develop his film and, and rush it down to the press room. <sighs> Exactly. Put this on the front page. Some high quality Foley here. This is from Brian Reynolds. We met Brian at the 2012 uh, FPP in New York at Lomography. Mm-hmm. He was the gent with a 4x5 camera who had a beard, uh-huh. a very nicely trimmed beard, I might add. Yeah. And we were walking like through the park, and like he stopped. He saw a knot in a tree. Uh-huh. And he, st- he set up to shoot the knot. And, is that like, where we lost him? We have never him. seen again. Yeah. I th- I th- either he went home or he met us at the, Imp- the Impossible Project. Uh-huh. But do you recall him at all? I, yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. So he's not like... Is he? What does the letter say? Hi, guys. <laughs> it's good to have a new episode of the show. I was surprised to hear that Mark Dalzell didn't know about the focus system on the graphics. <laughs> Back in the Usenet days... Use is right there. Usenet. U-S-E-N-E-T. I know what Usenet is. Whether or not your top rangefinder camera had the battery cover was an indication of how complete it was. Most of them seem to have been lost over the years. The top rangefinder has several advantages over the side rangefinder. Besides the focus light... He said the top or the side is better? The top has several advantages. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Besides the focus light and the rangefinder eyepiece... Being near the viewfinder, the top rangefinder used cams matched to focal lengths of lenses Graflex sold with the camera. If you change the lens, you could also also change cam and get the rangefinder to match the lens without having to reset it internally. You digging this? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, okay, there's a, a... That makes me never want to change my lens. You can go to graphlex.org. You can go to... Uh, there's a page with an advertisement for the CalArt Focus Spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I have a single rangefinder 4x5 speed graphic and a Century Graflex with no rangefinder. I've taken a lot of my favorite 4x5s uh, with these cameras. Recently, though, I've used it as a prop for my press photographer costume while, t- while taking my daughter's trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thank you, Brian. Isn't that Leslie's go-to Halloween costume? Yes, it is. Oh, it's from James Thorpe. Is that an autographlex? Yeah, it looks like that thing you have, yeah. Yeah. The one that takes the strange-shaped wheels. Strange-shaped wheels? The one that makes the cars go fast. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, This is from James Thorpe. Great-great-grandson of Jim Thorpe. I was going to say. Not sure when you folks are getting together again, but I'd like to ask a question of the FPP Think Tank. Well... Half you got, of the thing you got half of us. is here. So. 
I've just started also sh- Mike and John are here. Yeah, <laughs> I just started shooting with an old Graflex RB Super D four x five camera like this one here. So he sent a picture. It's an amazing beast. And based on my past experience with waist level TLRs, I'm loving being able to shoot 4x5 with a handheld quote unquote camera. But I do wish there was a better way to check critical focus. The Graflex viewing chimney is fairly tall, so my eyes are quite a distance from the ground glass image. Is there anything I could rig up that would magnify the image, much like a flip up magnifier on a TLR? What do you think there, MacGyver? Yeah, we I, we answered this one. Oh, we did, did you? Yeah, yeah. We we went back and forth a little bit because I was saying the only thing I could think of. So what this is is it's a four by five SLR. I have I've I have the um, the Fulmer and Schwing Autograph Flex that I <laughs> I've shot with that I've posted on Flickr. Schwing that Schwing. makes the funny that makes the oval wheels on race cars that that camera. So you're looking down into this big chimney viewer. So your eyes are about eight inches off the glass when you're actually looking through this thing. So that's what he's wondering, how you can magnify that, because you can't use a loop or something like you would on a normal 4x5 camera. The only thing I, could, I suggested was to get a, a, a pair of magnifying, vi, a magnifying visor, you know, those goggles that, like, watchmakers use. Put those on and then look through the chimney. The only thing is you would have to make sure you get one that has the exact same focal distance as mm. your eyes to the glass that you're looking at. So off the top of my head, it's probably six maybe eight inches so when you buy the visor make sure you buy one that's eight an eight inch focal length focal distance what uh, would people make of you in that get up you would look like oh i mean you're already you're already holding total this steampunk 110 year old Might as well crazy camera wear a whole steampunk outfit yeah that would be, be my next thing right? and take your visor spray paint it bronze put some <laughs> gears on the side yeah, no doubt. get yourself a top hat you'll be rich <laughs> rich with friends <laughs> Rich with new acquaintances. Ah. So there you go. Thank you. So thank you, James <clears throat> Thorpe. James Thorpe. Hey, a few weeks ago... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time. A few weeks ago, uh, our friend, our good friend Claudio in Italy... Claudio. Ciao, Claudio. He's the fac man. Oh, fac. Fac-matic, the 120... I thought he was a Casper Gutman, the fat man. The 35 millimeter to <laughs> 126 <laughs> adapter. Uh... He's just going to keep going. I recently brought in uh, some other adapters, um, namely, because so many listeners have these old Kodaks in their closet, and this will be a good segue into your segment, wouldn't it? Millions, yes. Yeah. They made millions and millions of these cameras. And they, I think these cameras are so beautiful. We're talking about old Kodaks, Mm -hmm. okay? And I think they're so beautiful and so sturdy that... They're just all floating around, all millions of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people throw these out. Do you, Mark? They put them on a shelf, right? Yeah. They, they go for a lot of money in antique stores now, unfortunately. Really? Oh, they do. Yeah. If I, if I see one at, in an antique store, they always want like 50 bucks for them, thinking, mm. oh, they're so beautiful. If I find it at a flea market, they want 10 because they know it's nothing. So, yeah, these it's, are cameras it's hard that, to get. These are cameras that took... 616, 116, 122. Oh, no. 118th. I got a partial list here. These are all the roll films that were available. Keep, see if you can keep up. Okay. 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, 110, 111, 112, 113. Like literally every single number up to between 101 and 130 was made. Wow. So the only one that, that has. Let's last it now is 120 and not even 220. 620 620. is coming back. 116, you know, you can still 
get here and there. Maybe 127 you can still get here and there. You can still get 828 here and there. But otherwise, all of these film formats have been extinct right. for well, what, 100 I guess, years for some of them. I guess the most popular model cameras seem to be the 116, 616. Yes? They're the most common. Yeah. So the older, the older cameras, if you're finding... You know, a 121 or 118 or one, uh, uh, 122. Like, those are cameras that, for the most part, are from pre-1930. So, hmm. the bells are going to be ripped out of them or they're going to, you know, they're all going to be seized up. Those are the kind of the shelf queens. But if you find one that works, they are fun to shoot with. They're beautiful cameras. Uh, and if you get some of the really big formats, like the... Um, the 122 especially, which I've got a 122 in front of me. That's yeah, huge. Or the 118 and the 124, which are basically the same thing. It's The negatives are gigantic. So, uh, Which is wonderful because without an, an enlarger, you could do a contact print. Yeah. Huh. The know, negative of glass. Th- this 122 camera I have in front of me, this is a 122 spool and paper oh and, and some film. The 122 negative. Okay, listen to this. Okay. The 122 negative is larger than a 4x5 negative. Hmm. That's, larger that's, than a 4x5. It's pretty interesting. Pull that thing out. Because looking at it, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I this, don't know, either in a dream or I'm... Yeah. Because yeah. it just... It, a camera like that, I've never seen one that big. Well, and then the, the funny thing is, so, I've, so what I've got here... Let me get to the right page so I get the number right. So Alan Smithy doesn't get on my ass. Yeah, Alan Smithy. Um... What I've got in front of me is the Kodak number 3A autographic Model C. So it's a, it's a 3A autographic, basically, is what you need to know. It's so crazy. It looks like your typical Kodak folding camera. But much bigger. Yeah. And, and you don't Look realize anything's even weird going on until you put side by side. a 120 camera next to it. It's crazy. And then you realize... It's like a toy. It's like four times bigger. That's really something. Let me get one more shot. And then you can also put a 127 next to it. Ah. Oh, wait. Where's my little leg? So cute. There's a 127. Wait. There's more. There's an 828. So where'd you find that uh, 122? This big guy, this did come from a flea market. Oh, really? Um, a while, yeah, a while ago. I've had this for a few years. Uh, it just sat on the shelf. Even for me, I never got around to using it. And just uh, the other day, I pulled it out and tried it, and the this, this shutter was actually totally seized. So oh. I had to take it apart and rebuild it to get it working again. But now it works like a charm. Well, what kind of film are you sliding in there? Did you build adapters? Well, funny you should ask, John. <laughs> funny <laughs> how, Mark? Well, there's this company you may have heard of called Facmatic. Oh, those fackers. So say that again. There's this company that you may have heard of called Facmatic. Those fackers. Actually, they're called Camera Hack. There's this company you may have heard of called Camera Hack. Those hackers. Uh, CameraHack.it, I think is their right. Their they're I- Italy. Dot, yeah, dot Italia. That's what I said. Yeah. Um, and they make... So they're, they're the guys that are most recently famous for making the 126, the Facmatic 126 adapter that we were yammering on about for months. But mm-hmm. um, they also make spacer kits to convert 120 film to fit all of these old extinct film formats. Yes, they do. So if you want to shoot your 122, uh, or we didn't even get into this one yet. This, this one's beautiful. This is a 118 
this is a this is an, an even earlier one. Are, are these all uh, all these flea market finds for you? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yes. Yeah, these are flea market. I don't think any of these came from eBay or anything. I think I just these are all things I picked up because you can find these all over the place at flea markets. I probably have thirty of them. Just sitting on a dusty blanket. Yeah, and they're almost always one sixteen or yes. six sixteen, but occasionally. Oh, sorry. You know what? This the one eighteen. I actually bought it at a pawn shop down the street from my store. They had it sitting in the window for twenty bucks. They didn't know what they had. So the one eighteen camera I have here is the uh, the number three folding pocket. Um, this one was made from nineteen hundred to nineteen fifteen. So Camera Hack makes the adapter spool so you can run one twenty film through any of these cameras. They make That's one correct. one sixteen, one eighteen, one twenty two. What else do they got? And how how is that going to like translate onto the film itself? You will end up gonna with use a, you're going to be getting a much bigger image than you would by using 120 film through a 120 camera, correct? Well, it's going to be super cropped from it's the original. Panoramic. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's not really panoramic. Faux. I hate that. Yeah, it's it's a cropped image. Yeah. It's a letterboxed image. I see. Um, but uh, so the width on the 122 is five and a half inches. So you're going to end up with like a three to one ratio negative. So mm. if you want to shoot stuff that's, you know, cityscapes or big landscapes mm. or something like that, it would, or mountain ranges, it would look really cool through a 122 camera. And there's something about these old lenses that give it that look. Any any picture you take with these hundred year old Kodaks mm. look like they're taken a hundred years ago. Interesting. So when I'm shooting with them, I try to avoid taking pictures of modern things, and it just has this beautiful sort of, you know. Glow about it. old, yeah. The, 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 even within the same negative, like parts of it will have different levels of contrast. It'll be kind of vignetted on the edges. That's It'll be awesome. kind of funny looking. Although you lose a lot of your edge when you're shooting. Do you have photos that on your stream with that? Uh, right this second, they're not. They will be in the next day or so. Okay. Um, and, and I'm going to run a roll through my 118 here, too. Actually, I did run film through the 118. That, that, that is on my Flickr. Yeah. So, yeah. What about uh, the red bellows, man? I've never seen a camera with red bellows before. Bellows. No, that was something they did back in the day. That was a nicer feature. So this this camera is 110 years old. Really? Um, it's in really nice shape, and it was you could get you could get the red or the black bellows. The red was a little fancier. It's also got the the bubble level oh, on the look top. Oh, that! The little red bubble level that tells you if you're level. This you can pop this up to get your. I wonder. Do you know what those things went for back? In the eighteen hundreds, yeah. Well, the, the this one, uh, the the number three, which is the one eighteen camera with the red bellows. These bellows you could get with a few different shutter and lens combinations on them. They ranged from seventeen dollars to sixty eight dollars in nineteen ten. Sixty eight dollars in nineteen ten. That's the equivalent of seventeen hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! So this camera was was nearly two thousand dollars in its day. That's crazy. So this was not like that's a, mad. This isn't the camera you gave your kid. You gave your kid the brownie. That's what brownie was for. Because at the same time that this was selling for sixty eight dollars, the brownies were selling for between one and five dollars. Oh really? So interesting. That's what the Kodak brownie was for. Was was to, like the entry level, like I've got over here. So this. Man, we could not have planned this segue better. Wow. <laughs> this is a one eighteen. What I have in my hand is a box camera. It's a number three brownie. Mm. This shot 124 film. And uh-huh. 124 is exactly the same as 118. Uh, they just put the numbers on the backing paper in a different place. The, why, why would you call it 124 film then? Because 
codec because they want to be able to uh, now was to that sell format? to sell three different kinds of film to the same uh, guy. Was that a proprietary thing for Kodak? You can call it proprietary, but nobody else was really making cameras and films nobody so much. Nobody else was doing film, yeah, I guess. That's so right. there, there wasn't that much competition anyway. Yeah. So when Kodak had an idea, they could just come out with it and say, well, now we're calling it 124 and a half, and the numbers are in the middle, and what are you going to do about it? Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that is a box. This one right here? Yeah. Well, this camera takes what's called 124 film. <laughs> no kidding. We just talked about that. <laughs> It's no different from 118, except for the numbers are in a different place. John knows. I noticed the gentleman at the FAC, Claudio, he's designing something called a 130 adapter. Claudio. Ciao, Claudio. Well, that's another one. Yeah, the one, let me see, let me pull it up on the sheet. I don't have any 130 cameras. Yeah, that's another gigantic one. So the 130, that film came out in 1916. That is essentially a 3x5 negative so again, almost as big as a four by five mm. negative. Where'd you find that roll of two twenty film, or a one twenty two? That was in the camera when I bought it. Wow, no kidding. Luckily, so I have I have one chunk of one twenty two backing paper. Uh, Interesting. You know, it never never occurred to me before that it's actually this this camera actually takes autographic film, but this is not an autographic roll of film that was in the camera. Luckily. So that's kind of cool. And then this is the film that was in there, which was so twisted and crushed, I never even tried to develop it. Uh, but I just have it as kind of a model. Wow, um, it's a as large a piece of film. So, yeah. so these adapters, by the way, we are carrying them here in the U.S. Us. Yeah, uh, at the FEP online store. If you want to check it out, just search adapters. Uh, I noticed one of the adapters you made yourself out of a piece of wood. So a few questions. Where did you find the wood? And how did you cut it? <laughs> it's hard to come by wanna, wood these days. I mean, you're, you gonna, you're cutting into your own sales. You want to talk about this on the show? Well, it's not about sales. Well, but I'm just saying. Well, it's sort of like the adapters are easy and quick because they're pre-made and they, you know, they're nice. You get a little instruction book with them. Well, let me see. Let's but if pause. you like to tinker. Pause for a second. What? what? Oh, there's no pause. Let me see. Well, what are you using these things? What do you get? So, yes, you could buy the adapters. We're back. You could buy the adapters or you can make them. In the, and I guess, you know, the Dane-Johnson method, I mean, some of the, maybe the, the formats that aren't so big, packing peanuts. Well, the, the, what I did was I, I just cut up some little pieces of wood that took up the extra space around the 120 spool. You can do that on the, on the, on the unshot film side of the camera, basically. On the take-up spool... First of all, you have to have one. If you don't want to use the Facmatic, or if you don't want to use the camera hack adapters, you have to have a spool from that camera. So if I had bought this 122 camera and I didn't have a 120, I didn't have two 122 spools in it, I wouldn't be able to make my own wooden adapters because oh. I don't have anything for the for the key to latch onto to wind it. Well, the camera hack adapters come with you get basically four pieces one for your new piece of film and two chunks that go on a 120 spool for your take up right so you're creating your take up exactly so so the the what do you want to call these they're called um what am i calling them adapters they're called adapters but i mean what's the i'm, I'm not saying factmatic am i saying they're not factmatic they're fact though fak so what do i i mean what do i refer to them? i call them as camera hack adapters okay so the camera but it's actually not camera hack it's camera hack <laughs> their website is camera hack 
It's not C A M E R A H A C K. C A M E R H A C. Camera hack. Camera hack. That's Camera correct. Hack. Okay, I'm it's not even sure. a word anymore. I'm just because you're saying it. So we've long. said it too many times. God, what a weird word. Camera hack. Camera. All hack. I'm saying Camera is. Hack. Camera hack. Yes. The the the, uh, the camera hack adapters will allow you to wind the film, which you can't do otherwise. So when I when I uh, uh, gotcha. when I hacked the 122 <coughs> here, I had the pieces of wood on my roll of 120, ah. and then I wound it onto the 122 spool, mm-hmm. and then to get it out of here, I had to put the whole camera in my dark bag. That's right. Open it to get it back out. So that's the nice thing about the camera hack adapters is you don't have to do all that. But you the just question shoot it like normal. But the question of the day, not only not only the question of the day, but also a question on Instagram. Let's say I'm using the camera camera the cam hack. Yes. Camera hack. Camera camera hack adapters. Yes. Yes. You know, the ones available in the FPP online store. Yes. If you're using the cam hack adapters, I'm just going to put it right here so you can read the word. Camera hack. Camera hack. Not camera. When you're using 120 film, do the numbers line up to the window, John? I mean, Dane. Okay, it's camera I mean, hack. Keep going, Leslie. <laughs> camera Mark. hack. No. Oh, the numbers won't line up. Nothing will line up. <laughs> you fools. For real. It's too stupid to... Uh, to do this right. If you're using 120 film in these cameras, the numbers will not line up to the window. If you're using 120 film in a 122 camera, you won't even see the edge of the paper mm. in the 122 camera. What about camera, a 116 so camera? The 116, you will see, I don't know if any numbers would line up. You might be able to see So you kind of have to just you gotta get use it. the force. Yeah, I, you give it about... Three. Well, on the 122 camera, because you have you have to spool five and a half inches of film to get to the next image. I was doing like four turns to get to the next picture. On a 116, maybe you do three turns. Mm. So you're going to have to guess it. Um, I, I shot a roll of uh, 120 through this 122 camera, and I only got four pictures on the roll because because it's a five you know a five and a half an inch mm. five and a half inch image. And even that, I overlapped a little bit because I didn't wind far enough. So, so it's just the way it is, and you have to just accept that nothing. it's not going to be 100% perfect. No. No, no. This is a special effect novelty thing you're going for here. You, no one is going to start shooting a, you know, a 100-year-old Kodak number 3A 122 camera as their daily shooter. Like, it's, it would be ridiculous. But, mm-hmm. right. but shooting in some of the 116 cameras, you can get some good, good results, and those work fairly seamlessly. Uh, the weirder stuff, the one, would you say he was coming out with the 130? 130. 130, 118, 124, 122. Like these are all such oddball things that that's kind of like, oh, I want to put a roll or two through my great grandfather's yeah. whatever. Um, that's what you would use it for. But yeah, they're, they're beautiful. I do have one of the 116 camera hack adapters. I've, I got one about a year ago. When I got my 126 adapter, I got the 116 as well. Okay. Uh, and yeah, they're really nicely made. Camera hack. Camera hack. There's no A. It's not camera hack. There's only one A. It's camera. It's camera hack. Camera hack. Camera hack. Camera hack. There's two A's. No, it's C-A-M. Well, one in hack yes. and one in camera. Ha ha. Should be three A's. They took one out. I That's guess right. they couldn't afford the third A. So I brought these into the FPP online store back in late April, and they everything just sold out immediately. Blowing them out. Gone. That's great. They're a great product. The most uh, popular... Yes, <laughs> were you know you know a very a very um I mean since I started since the inception of FPP we've been talking about sprocket hole photography sprockets and either you love it or you hate it because mm. what it is what is it what it is <laughs> what it is Mike what it is my brother you take uh, thirty five millimeter film and you put it in a one twenty film camera 
Uh, easiest, I, th- I think easiest is a plastic. Or anything. Debonair. Mm. Or, well, the more sophisticated, like a Mamiya M645, is not going to have it. Oh, no. no. I mean, Dane used to love shooting 35 in his 116 cameras to get these crazy oh, long sprocketed God. panoramic things. Yeah. So our good friends at Camera Hack. <laughs> camera Hack. They make a 30, they call it 35, uh, 35 millimeter 120 adapter. I just call it sprockets adapter. Sprockets. And they're nice. They're they're very cuby. They fit nice. And he also includes. I, I'd show you, but they're sold out. Also includes. These are sold out. <laughs> I believe you. A, a little piece, like a little leader piece, you attach onto your thirty-five, so you could bring over. I guess it sticks to the end. Oh, the without wasting. You don't waste any film. Like four frames. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's very cool and... Um, very well thought out. Sprocket, you've shot sprocket hole photography? Sprockets, yes. Not in a while. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I don't know I don't know what's so fun about it. What do you mean? It's the Lomo look. <laughs> Having the sprockets with the Kodak, yeah. you know, writing at the top. or Yeah, that's yeah, just cool. It's just, the, it's just hip. Uh, there's yeah. images where there shouldn't be images. Whenever I post yeah. something fun sprocket-wise, there's always like the one guy who responds or writes, Why? Alan Smithy. Stupid. I always say the same thing, which is like, hey, Up man. <laughs> I say, we all dance to a different tune. Because I can. You know, That's we all answer. do our own thing for different reasons. It's like, you know, it's like someone who's doing wet plate. Mm. Why? Yeah, yeah, and David Pumpkins is... His own thing. And the skeletons are... Part of it. <laughs> you could just use your phone. And they can, uh, I think you can. There's an app that gives you like that wet plate look. Yeah, there's lots. Oh, of yeah. Pinhole camera stuff. Filters. I think it's about community. I think it's about just doing a craft. I think it's, yeah, about, it's about the process. Yes. Why do kids you know, still use crayons and paper? <laughs> crayons and paper. Why? Exactly. Why? What a child. <laughs> so you know, you, you know you, in about a half a second, you can just Google any picture you want. <laughs> Uh, this is a quick letter from Mark Disher. Mark says, hey, great stuff you're doing. Put my 19-pack of retrochrome. Uh, that's retrochrome is expired ectochrome. And the FPP online store, we sell it in a, in a can, in a, in an actual photo, uh, Kodak film can. Oh, yeah. right, I remember. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. He says, I put it in my freezer. I hope it's not mistaken for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst fruit by the foot ever, Daddy. <laughs> he says, I have your E6 and C41 potions and even bought a conical apothecary beaker. Apothecary? Yes, apothecary you get those beaker. those at CVS or WD-40. On the internets of a mad scient- for the mad scientist look. <laughs> E6. I shoot digital too and use it to complement my film shooting. It's all right. Read slowly. Yes. Sound it out. Sound it out. Oh, this is one of these gents. I'm on, I'm up to only October 2010 of your podcast. 2010. Wow. Oh, he's not going to hear this for years. So he says the pink delicates haven't morphed into the beige fragilities. Terrible. <laughs> 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 he says stay around. Okay. Great. Thank you, Mark. Right, well, unbeknownst to him, we've stayed around for another eight years. Oh, this is um, He's only from Sean Augustson. And, um, yeah. 
he uh, runs the Wounded Warrior Project, so it's kind of serious. Oh, I, why are you giving it to me then? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, uh, John, just, take off that clown hat. I just wanted to. Can I keep the clown shoes on though? I just wanted to share some exciting news with you that I thought you might enjoy hearing. I recently started teaching myself photography as therapy for my PTSD from combat in Iraq. And hey, Sean, thanks for your service. Sincerely. I started off with my iPhone then moved on to digital, but then fell in love with film. And thanks to Matt Marash for the podcast have been valuable resources for me. Photography has given me so many wonderful benefits in my healing journey where I was once isolated in my home. I am now out interacting with society again, doing street photography. I love that I get to share my story and passion with others that I meet on the street. I could not sit by and keep this all for myself. There is something very powerful with photography that helps to heal those with wounds of war. I am a member of the Wounded Warrior Project. I explained to them what I had been doing and all the positive benefits that it has had for me and felt that it too could help other veterans. I pitched the idea to them about letting me take a group of veterans to a local park in Columbus, Ohio and teach them film photography. That's a great idea. I'm happy to report that they all agreed that it was something that others could benefit from. They are planning to purchase the 120 cameras and film from you for this class along with the developing chemicals, etc. We are also going to get in touch with Midwest Photo about renting the darkrooms for this project so that each veteran can make prints of photos that they take. This is great. This is terrific. Amazing. Yeah. Our goal is to also get a small gallery showing. He's taking it all the way, this guy. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, a small gallery showing so that c- they can display their work for others to see, and maybe they too will find something that helps them. The class I'm going to teach is going to be in June, July, and August. And I'm so excited about this class and the ability to teach others. Thank you so much for what you do. You have helped me to be able to introduce the healing properties of photography to my fellow veterans. I now use a Rollercord camera for my photos that I recently purchased. You can check out my website and Instagram if you have the time. Instagram is at Rollercord Street Photos, and my website is www.posttraumaticexpression.com. Sean Augustine. Very cool. That warms the cockles. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. It's time to I tune can't out. Beach my bell. <laughs> Not quite. A, didn't have the quite the drive, but the drive, drive time feel of this podcast. But that's okay. No. We're going to see everyone in one week. One week. One week. What's that? One week. That doesn't sound like anything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> The film, the motion picture we shot last year, mm-hmm. which was called ISO, which is now called Real R E E L Monsters. Okay. You guys were so disappointed that I called you guys tungsten that I've just I just call you guys. Um, I think uh, your new name is uh, Dalzel Fidelian Nebula. <laughs> so much no. worse. Really? I think so. Come on. So much worse than tungsten. No, think of ELP. No. You guys like ELP. DFN. I don't know what it says. It's going to be available soon, I hope. DTFFN. It's going to be a trailer soon. I'll let everyone know when the trailer is available. These guys did the awesome music. But I was going to say. For which movie? It was supposed to be that In Search of Movie. Oh, In Search of Movie. Real Monsters. It's called called Real Monsters. Oh, I didn't realize the name had changed. That's why I'm confused here. Yeah, Real Monsters. And it'll probably change again, or no, that's it. No, you guys are so disappointed. I remember you, you just like looked at me like, stop, stupid. There's nothing stupid about well, tungsten. We're Titanic on Purr. Yeah. I, I like that. Well, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. I don't know what I did, but you just got to live with well. it. Whatever it is, <laughs> you need to live with it. All right. 
you guys, I know you practice, it, but the, the the music doesn't get doesn't flow out to the website as fast. No. Well, we we need a we don't have a site. It's all being workflow. It's yeah. all piling up on the Dropbox. It doesn't go on Smooth Sailors anymore. Oh, why is that? Because we're not Smooth Sailors. Well, if it goes through oh. Dane, it does. Yeah. He posted one or two new songs. I, oh, I, I sent him some, but he's he's too busy. Yeah. Why don't you guys start a SoundCloud? Yeah. Why don't we? No, I'm serial. Yeah. Well, I think you know what I think you guys should do. What's that? I think people listening at home will agree. What? Uh, start a um, what does Darren use? Darren Ballard Riley Bandcamp painting. You should use Bandcamp because you should not underestimate your music. Not only people will want to go listen to it to purchase. You could put on Bandcamp for a download or a donation. Like a, I think you have an option of doing a. Um, you know, uh, donate it to charity. No, like you pay whatever you want. Oh, like you could download and just listen to it, or someone could throw you a dollar or something per cut, which is fair. Don't you think ninety nine cents a song? Yeah, definitely. That's more than fair if somebody gave us that. <laughs> exactly. We'd be shocked. Okay, so your stuff is stockpiling. You have no new name for your band. No. Why don't we have? We talked about contests. This is not judging anything. Mm. Why don't we start a contest here at the FPP for people to come up with a name for your band? Do you like that? Sure. Why not? What's the winner get? Are we legally obligated to use it? No. The winner gets. Yeah, it sounds good. The winner gets us to come to their house and do a free concert. <laughs> an all expense paid trip by them for us to come and play. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> it's beautiful. Here you go. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> the new in- incarnation is Mark Dalzell. John Fidelli and Kevin Neblon. And Kenichi. And Kenichi. Okay, and Kenichi. And Dane, if you And can. occasionally special guests. Yeah. Okay. All right, we need a need, we need a name, and we need better, a website better than tungsten. Yeah, I'm unless, sure. unless you spell it like tongue, like T-O-U-N-G. exactly tungsten. <laughs> N-G. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell uh, tongue. We'll be back soon. Tungway. Let me. Uh, all right, you send us out with some uh, music from the from the movie. Oh, good idea! Great idea. Here's a mu- music created specifically for the film Real Monsters. To, to wet your mental lips. Yes. Uh, if the trailer is available yet, we'll, well, it'll be on the FPP YouTube site and hopefully uh, on the show notes. All right. What show notes? Goodbye. Bye.
are you getting up here? Ten minutes? Mm. Fifteen minutes? Mm. Well, all right, I'll try to go up now. Than me. I've got some big idea. 